Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Logo Mart 5 Minute Podcast, where I chat to designers from around the world. Today I'm chatting with Ben Burns, an American designer who works with Christo at Blind. How are you today, Ben? Awesome, how are you? Doing well, doing well. It's coming up to half six in the evening and it's, it's, it's a nice day. It's been a, it's been a productive day. Um, so the first question for you is, what's your favorite logo and why? Ooh, that is a tough one for me. So I go through phases, right? I go through like severe design phases. And, uh, you know, recently I've been kind of obsessed with the Nike logo. Hmm. Um, but honestly, I think right now my favorite would be the blind logo. And I'll tell you why. I'm totally not sucking up to my boss, Chris Doe, who's the founder of The Future and Blind, where I work. Um, the blind logo was crafted by a guy named Nils Lindstrom. And so I actually know the story behind that logo. And um, he, if you if you could see it, it's basically, if you go to blind.com, you'll be able to see it. It's a black letter mark. Um, it's just simply the word blind. And then it's got a whole bunch of embellishments that we can add on depending on the circumstance. So I like the flexibility, but I also like looking at it and seeing, you know, this black letter thing that's um, kind of common, but it was handcrafted by Nils. He, he literally, he's, he's a uh, calligrapher. And so he just knocked it out of the park. Um, so just seeing that thing of beauty around the office every single day is really inspiring to me. It's a very beautiful logo. Um, so when you're researching for a project, where, where do you tend to go to the most? Well, it depends. Um, so I follow a very strict design process when I'm, when I'm working in identity. So typically the two worlds that I'm comfortable in is identity design and digital design. Um, digital design is very different. So I do a lot of research on the, the, the user firsthand um, in both situations. But with digital design, the user comes first in more than one arenas. And that's like you know, looking at things like what other sites do they go to? What are they used to interacting with? Um, what are the what what are the truths that they hold in their mind when they interact with the, with the platform? When it comes to logo design and branding and identity, the, the the focus is shifted to the actual brand. Now you have to you have to design things with the user in mind, but you're really looking to align the brand to the users. Um, by telling the true brand story. And so right from the get, we do user profiles, but then I jump into Pinterest and Pinterest is a huge source of inspiration. So what I do is I build a mood board or several mood boards, depending on uh, the, the project. And then we move into stylescapes. So when we move into stylescapes, you know, we're looking at the brand as a whole. And so we, we try and find things like, Obviously, logos that we're going to um, kind of give an example of what we're going to be designing. But we're also looking into things like wayfinding, you know, signage, um, print collateral. We're going to look at like user interfaces, a uh, whole bunch of other things that you wouldn't normally see in uh, like a branding presentation. That all goes into the stylescape. Definitely, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to think about, isn't there? When, when, it's when you're designing a logo, it's not just the, just not just how it looks. Um, so, when when did you personally first get into design? Oh man, I actually didn't know design existed until halfway through college. 
Like literally, I had no idea it was a career. In high school, I wanted to be a photographer and I sucked at it. <laughs> so this was back in the days of the darkroom and, and exposing, you know, doing your own prints and exposures in, you know, with the red light and stuff like that. Mm. And um, what I liked about photography is I was able to capture instead of create, which I really, you know, I was really drawn to that. And um, I had struggled with having creative skill, but lacking the motivation or an idea or some sort of like a, like an artistic center. Right. right? So like whenever I sat down to create, I just didn't know what to, what to put pencil to paper for. And so halfway through college, I found this internship and then bam, now I knew what design was. And design was thrilling to me because the creative center was like, when you approach a project, the box is built around the project. And so you know exactly what you're doing and what you're doing it for. Mm. And that purpose, that reason behind the creativity gave me strength to go and execute. So what is your most used font? Oh, Futura. Come on, man. <laughs> I why I say that, yeah. Futura, yeah. I really, really, I'm, I'm super digging um, Pathway Gothic by, uh, I think it's a Google font, but it's condensed. Uh, it looks really, really sexy spaced out. So super into those two. Nice. Yeah. Who, who do you look up to as a design idol? This is a difficult one for me. I was never trained... Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't go through design school, so I'm kind of self-taught. Mm. And so the biggest thing that I missed out on, in my opinion, is design history. So a lot of like these idols that everybody else looks up to, like, you know, I'm just pulling names that they throw around the office, Saul Bass. And I see, I, I'm blanking on even any more names. Yeah. I don't even know anything about, um, but I did look up to, I, I do look up to Michael Janda who wrote the book, uh, burn your portfolio, um, more on the business side than the design side. I really like, uh, Aaron Draplin. Um, I, I think his, his style is super unique and, and his personality is just huge and awesome. Um, but honestly, my, my number one role model in my design career was my first creative director. So her name was Carol Smith. She was the creative director of post no bills for a long time. And she um, taught me everything that I know about design so far. Cool. And so she went to Ringling School of Design and, you know, she was just this hardworking mother of three that came in and just championed awesome design day in and day out in a company where it was her and I in the design department and like 10 or 12 account executives all with different projects running. So the way that she was able to consistently bring creativity to the table and great design to the table, that spoke just very loudly to me. That's good. It's nice to have a, someone different mentioned on the podcast as well. Because obviously Aaron Draplin gets mentioned all the time. And Sure, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a nice story. Um, what is your, what's the most valuable design book that you've ever read? Oh, man. I'm going to have to think about that. Not being classically trained, I don't have a design book, one that talks about aesthetics, right? Uh, I've read Thinking with Type. I've read, um, you know, Ellen Lupton's other book, um, 
the new principles of graphic design. And honestly, student work like that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Right. I don't know how to sell it. I don't know who um, buys that stuff. I don't, I don't know why they teach them half this stuff. And this is something that Chris and I are going to be going through and, and learning. But um, it just didn't make sense to me. So I would say if you have design fundamentals and you know, especially if you went to design school or um, you've got the confidence enough in your creative chops, I would move into a business sphere. And the number one book I recommend to everybody is Win Without Pitching. I'm sure you've seen it on the Future Channel. I'm sure you've heard of Blair Ends. Um, but it is an amazing book. And it's like, it takes, it took me two hours to read. So it's super, super short. Um, but the, it's knowledge rich and it's dense. And it's just one of those things that I read probably every six months now. I mean, it's just one of those books. So cool. one without pitching. Definitely recommend it. Uh, what is your number one design tip? A lot of people get creatively stuck, especially when they look at logos, because, you know, there's uh, kind of an interior or internal battle between um, do I use my personal style? Do I bring what I need to bring to the table? Can I, can I approach a, um, a project in a different light? And, you know, getting stuck sucks and I've been there. And the number one thing that, that has, um, allowed me to execute on a grander scale is doing just a rapid design sprint. Okay. So, allowing yourself to think outside what your preconceived notions were for the, for the project. And, um, basically what I do is, especially on an identity design job, I will tell myself, okay, you have one hour and you need to do 50 concepts in a row. So that leaves one concept per minute approximately. So the thumbnail sketches are kind of sloppy, but basically you get 20 concepts in, and all the garbage that you were thinking of is already on paper. So now you have to move on, and that's where the gears start turning. And it's, you know, as the clock ticks, it's like, whew, you know, that's nice. So that rapid design sprint is really powerful for overcoming creative block. Cool. I'm definitely going to try that one out. It's new to me. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, where can people find you? So I'm all over the place. Mr. Ben Burns, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can see me on YouTube at the Futures channel uh, with Chris Dell. And then I also have a personal channel that uh, I'll be doing more vlog-style videos. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Logomark Podcast. I really enjoyed chatting to Ben. Go and check it out on his Instagram, Mr. Ben Burns. Also, if you head over to YouTube and the Futures channel, you can definitely find some amazing content and some great advice from both Ben and Christo. Whilst you're on the internet, why not check out BlueDeer.Design, the creative hub of the Logomark podcast. If you're on YouTube, give it a subscribe and a like, share it with a friend. If you're on iTunes, it'd be amazing if you could give us a review. Thanks very much, and I'll see you in the next podcast.